Thank you, everybody, for praying. Keep praying. Prayer is a very, very important thing in your life. If you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a life. If you don't have real prayer, you don't have power. If you don't have real prayer, you don't have the presence of God. If you don't have real prayer, you don't have purpose. Prayer is the key to your relationship with God. It's the key to everything. So we need to really pray. Don't, don't keep saying, yeah, I pray. You got, I mean, really pray. The Lord tells us the fervent prayers. So we need to get alone and get a hold of God. Amen? It's serious things. Because when you pray, what you're doing is you're showing God you have faith. When you pray, you're showing Him, Lord, I believe you're there. I believe that you're there. I believe you're listening. Lord, I know you're listening. Lord, I... And you just start laying it out there. Amen? Take your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, please. Uh, Proverbs 4, I, I really enjoy the Proverbs. I think they're my fa- it is my favorite book. Uh, it is like no other book. There's no book in the Bible like it. It is a book of pure, compacted wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. It is, it'll enlighten you. It'll change your life. It will give you the wisdom of God. And uh, chapter 4, today's the 4th. I want us to look at it and read it and just glean some things out of it. But I want you all to listen to it. Because when you read the Bible, I said this many times, you're not reading it, it's reading you. It's alive. It is the Word, the living Word of God. And what I mean by that, when I say that it is the Word of God, it is, it is as much Christ as Christ is Christ. You cannot separate God from His Word. God and His Word are one. Jesus is the Word of God. He has given us His Word on this paper. And that's so that we can each have it each and every moment of every day. But it is still the powerful, holy, written Word of God. Jesus, when He was on this earth, and they said things, and what He said, it is written. It is written. Jesus said that, meaning it cannot be changed. It is the most powerful thing on earth. We need to know it. We need to believe it. We need to act upon it. Amen? For you not to read your Bible, you're a fool. For you not to read your Bible and do what it says, you're even more of a fool. We need to just stop and try and stop trying all the fancy stuff and just get in the book and listen. And let God speak. Look what he says, chapter one, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. Here we have the first time in the book of Proverbs, he doesn't say, my son. He says, ye children. So he's talking, he, he brings it to everyone that, as Anton was saying, not everybody is a child of God. All are creations of God. God is the creator of all, but He's not the, the father of all. You must be born again to become a, to have it be a child of God. How many people in this room are born again? You know you've been, had a new birth. You have a relationship with God. You've been born again. The Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God is in you. Your life has changed. It's different. Your eyes are open. Your ears are attentive. You are not the same person you used to be. Who can testify to that tonight? Then he's talking to you tonight. Ye children, he's saying. These are the children of God. Are you a child of God? Riley, are you a child of God? Kira, you sure? Then listen to what your father is saying. Ye children, what he says, hear the instruction of your father. We, 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 I heard um, um, Heather say that about God, I need God's instruction. This is, you know what the word, this exact word in Hebrew, what it means? It means chastisement. 
it means hear the chastisement, hear the reproof of your father. Now I'm here to tell you the word, I think that the, if you're wise, when God is correcting you, to you it's instruction. If you are a person who is rebellious and doesn't want to be instructed, doesn't want to be taught, to them it's, it's reproof. And I, I don't know about you, but the reproofs of God are the way of life. I want to be reproved. When my, my granddaughters will tell you, we have a great relationship, we talk all the time, and I'll say something, they'll say, uh, that's not true. And I'm like, really? Uh, prove it. And when they prove me wrong, I am happy. I am glad to be wrong, because when you're wrong, you've learned something. And I'm glad, you're. but then there's people out there, they don't ever want to be wrong. They're stubborn, they can't teach them anything, and they'll never listen to God, because they think they're right. Does that make sense, anyone? And God's saying, here, children, hear the instruction of your Father. Listen to what God is trying to correct us. Amen? We must do that. And He says, and attend to no understanding. Now we're going to read. It says, for I give unto you good doctrine. Fifty times in the Bible, the word doctrine is in the Bible. Who knows what the word doctrine means? Anybody? Brian? Very close, yes, but there's a word. It means teaching. It means teaching, the teachings of God. When Christ speaks, He gave the doctrines of Christ, the doctrines of the Bible. The do- that means the teaching of God. So when your Father says, I give unto you good doctrine, good teaching, He says, forsake ye not my law. The law of God is God teaching us. Can I get an amen? The correction of God is God teaching us. And in, as a good father, he's always trying to teach us. And he even came to this earth to train us. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Parents, don't just tell your children. Train them. Show them. Be, show them that it's not just words to you, that it's real to you. And don't expect somebody to listen to you when you don't listen to your father. So please don't. Don't try to get ahead of yourself and say, you don't ever listen to me. Why should they when you don't listen to God? Keep on reading. Louis says in verse 3, For I was my father's son, tender and and only beloved in the sight of my mother. Here we have, who is speaking these Proverbs? We say that Solomon. Solomon is speaking this. But it's not Solomon. It's the spirit that's in Solomon writing these words. And because God, what good is it if it's only Solomon talking to his children? What, how's that help me? How's that help you and your children? It's not. God is so far above us that he penned it down through Solomon in great manners of wisdom and understanding. So that we, thousands of years later, can hear the fresh verbal, inspired, in teaching and doctrines of the Almighty God. It's incredible, this book. It says, He taught me also. Jesus Christ had to be taught. Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, had to be taught from His Father. You know what Jesus said? He said, the words I speak, they're not my words, they're His words. What I hear Him say, I tell you. What I hear Him do, I do. What He tells me to do, I do. Do you understand that? That was Jesus. If Jesus needed God, His Father's instruction, how much more do we? And how foolish are we not to do what He says? He says, I hear my instruction, my correction. Take the chastening of the Lord. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth as a son. 
He wants us to walk in His ways, walk in His path. He wants us to receive something that only God can give Joe. It's called wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Look what it says in verse 5. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. You don't decline from the words of God. In verse 4, I did not finish the verse, so I'll finish it. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. So where, does, where do you learn the doctrines of God at in the heart? Where do you get understanding and wisdom from in the heart? When God speaks to you, it can't go in one ear and out the other. It can't be just, yeah, want, 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 tell me to be good. It can't be that. You've got to honestly and earnestly let the spirit that's in you and your spirit listen to what God's saying and receive instruction, receive teaching, and do it. Look what it says in verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, for she shall preserve thee. Who is the she? It is wisdom, it's understanding, it's knowledge. Because it gives life. And it says here, love her and she shall keep thee. Do you love learning? You know what learning is? Learning is not just being able to quote a verse. John 3.16. Who who can quote it here? Who can quote it? Heather, you can quote it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, quote it. Everyone knows John 3.16, but not everyone understands John 3.16. Everyone can quote it. I mean, lost people quote it. But to understand the teaching and the doctrine that's in that one verse will save a soul from hell. Give someone eternal, everlasting life. It's not just the words that you hear. It's the understanding of what God is trying to say. That's why it's so important. Look what it says in verse 7. It says, wisdom, God is saying, the instruction, the teaching of God is wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, what should we do? Get it. And then it says, and with all you're getting, with when you get wisdom, what should you do? Get understanding. This book, this chapter, is so precise in its verbal inspiration telling us that we need, we must, we have to have wisdom. God's instruction is wisdom. God's words are wisdom. But we need something more than that. We need understanding. And that's where we have to live the rest of our lives. How many people plan on reading their Bible the rest of their life? How many people plan on reading the Bible the rest of my life and learning the rest of my life? I hope so. But there's only one way you're really going to learn. You listening? You have to understand. You have to have understanding. Or it's just words. It's want, 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 want. You're Charlie Brown stuck in a, ca- in a cartoon character. And all the adults talking to you are just want, 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 want. Yeah, you know that God's talking. You hear the verse. But it doesn't do anything for you. And the only way it can is if we will get understanding. And this is the power, the power, powerful, verbal, written Word of God has something in it for us. And it is the voice of God, and it's the, your Father giving you instruction. For you not to do what this book tells you to do, you're rebellious, you're disobedient, and you don't really believe God, you don't love Him, and you certainly don't fear Him. 
So don't pretend you do if you will not just do what he says to do. Look what it says. We'll go on. It says, what should I do with wisdom? What should I do with understanding? I should exalt it. In verse 8, exalt her, and what will happen? She'll promote you. When you receive God's wisdom, love God's wisdom, exalt it above your wisdom. Exalt God's word above what you want. What did Jesus say? Jesus didn't want to drink the cup, but he said, Father, if there's any other way, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. Amen? He knew, no, no matter what I want with all my heart, it doesn't matter. It's what God wants, because God knows what's best. And he wants to give you the greatest life you could ever have. You know what that is? It's not riches and money and fame and fortunes. There's millions of people out there with that and they're miserable. It's not that. It's having a satisfied, purpose-filled life. That at the end of your life, and there will be one, whether you live a nice ripe age or you die in a car accident tomorrow, there's all coming an end. But when that end comes, Tony, you know... I'm ready. I, I, I ran my race. I did what I was supposed to do. I feel good about it. I, 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 I tried my best. I know that God was with me. I got some things done for God. I can't wait to get to eternity. He's going to give me rewards for all the work I did. I would hate to, to know that when my demise is, I, when I get up there, it's going to be all shame, all sadness, sorrow in heaven because I did nothing for him. I wouldn't listen to him. Yeah, you can be saved and get to heaven and not have anything. Because everything we do here is a purpose for our Father because we're going to meet Him one day. I'm going to stand before Him. Keep reading. Look what it says. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring you to honor when you do embrace her. She shall give, thy head, give to thine head the ornament of grace, a crown of glory she shall deliver to you. Why? What, why is it so important that I would listen to God, do what God says? Because He's going to bring you to honor when you do it. He's going to not only give you honor and give you respect and give you dignity, but He's going to give you all the things that you think you're missing out. He's going to give you riches and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and, and love like you've never had. What good is a life if you have everything and you're a Scrooge and you have no one to love you? You have no one to love you. The greatest thing in the world is someone loves you. Kira, do you love me? Say it. Don't shake your head. They can't hear you back there. Do you love me? Riley, you love me? You know what's cool? I know they love me. Do I love you? What? You're out of here. Do I love you or not? You, come on, you know I love you. I'm beating you when you get home, that's it. I, they know I love them, and it's a great feeling. And I want my wife to know that I love her. I want her to know that I'll, I'll be there for her and I'll help her through. It's great to have someone that's going to have your back. That's there for you. And you know what? When you put the Word of God ahead of your own Word, and you start doing what God says, even when you don't want to do it, and you start doing it, He promotes you, and more people will love you, and more people will respect you, and more people want to be around you, and you'll have friends, and you'll have honor, and you'll have every dignity, and your life will be totally different. And the reason it's not now is because you're not promoting the Word of God, not to others and not to yourself. And when God tells you, listen, you might say, what does that mean? There's so much that we need to clean up in our lives. Can I get an amen? 
All of us, there's so much we need to clean up. And if you don't think you have anything to change in your life, you're a bigger fool than I even thought. We have so much to change in our lives. Come on. Well, why aren't we doing it? Because we're not listening to the word. We need wisdom. We need to understand. Let me keep going. Look what it says in verse 10. It says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right path. Has God taught you anything, Anton? Has God taught you anything, Joe? How about you, Steve? God taught you anything? Mike, God taught you anything? Yeah, he's, I've taught you the way of wisdom. Look, he says, I've led you in the right path. What happens? We go our own way. We go off his path. He brings you to a place and says, here you go now, son. Walk in the wisdom. And we don't. We go our own way. And we wonder why we fall. Look what it says in verse 12. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. When thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of what's that word? Instruction. What does that mean? Chastisement and reproof. Correction. Every day when I pray, I ask God, I thank Him for His mercy. I thank Him for His grace. The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. Right, Cindy? So, I, and He says He's merciful, God, and His mercy endures for what? Forever and ever. So I know every day He's going to be merciful to me. The things that I did wrong, the things that I want to be guilty about, the things that I am guilty about, He says, don't worry about it. My grace is sufficient for you. I'm with you, son. I'm there for you. I love you. My favor is on you today. That's a new day. That page is passed. Let's start a new day. And let's start it a new way. Why don't we go off every single morning when we wake up and say, okay, I made some mistakes yesterday. I didn't do some things I wanted to do. But today's a new day. I can start today. And guess what? The next day when you wake up, oh, well, I didn't do that day. Like I'm, and every day is a new day with God. And every day He says, I'm putting you on the right path. But it's up to us to believe and follow. Keep reading. I'm running out of time. It says in verse 13, Take fast hold of instruction and let her not go. Keep her. Why? Because she's your life. Keep her. Why? Because she's your life. I want you to think, let that verse sink in. Correction is your life. Instruction is your life. Reproofs is your life. Children don't want to be reproved. Prideful men don't want to be reproved. All women don't want to be reproved. It's just the truth. Prideful men don't want to be reproved. Humble men, okay, they'll take it. Children don't want to be reproved. And every woman I've ever met doesn't want to be reproved, especially if it's by a man or another woman or a preacher or a book. It's just the truth. It's, but it's our life. I want to be corrected. I want to be. See, because, hey, listen, I know who I am. I am nothing but a pile of dirt put inside of a suit right now, but I know this book and it's making me and turning me into something. The wisdom in this book turned Mike Wilps into something else. Do you understand? And it'll do the same for you and it'll put you in a position where you can help others. There's no better life than to working for God and getting to have, like at the end of your life, what are you going to have? Well, I, I built some chimneys and I put, laid a couple carpets and I you know, put a roof on or two. Who cares? What have you really done that's eternal? And that's what, let me keep reading. I'm running out of time. It says, enter not, verse 14, enter this. I want you to pay attention to God's instruction. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Who's the wicked? 
The wicked are those people that don't listen to God. Who's the wicked? Those people that don't love God with all their heart. Who's the wicked? Those that aren't born again. Who's the wicked? Those that don't care about Jesus Christ dying on that cross. That's pretty wicked. You don't care that God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son to be suffered and be beaten and crucified and whipped to death and taken uh, 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 advantage of and spit on and mocked and taken His clothes and everything He had. God's own Son, He did that for you and you don't care? You're the most wicked person on earth. And look what He says. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Look what He says. Go not in the way of evil men. Please pay attention. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. How much more does your father have to tell you, stop running with the wrong crowd. Stop going where you shouldn't go. Stop believing what you shouldn't believe. Come on, people. How much more do you need? Are are we that... I know, my wife just... I was going to say stupid. I am a man... I say stupid, I say idiot, forgive me. I'm working on myself, okay? No. Stupid. How dumb do we have to be to just, I mean, he avoid it. Well, uh, you know, I'm just hanging with my friends. I'm just going, are you crazy? Look what he says. Look what it says. Verse 16. For they sleep not except they have done mischief. Mischief, right? Look what the next thing says. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Because that's the way the, the, to get you to fall from the path and the things of God. Look what it says. Um, verse 17. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. You know what it says in 1 Corinthians 10.21? 1 Corinthians 10.21 says, You cannot eat the table of the Lord and the table of devils. You cannot have communion with God and communion with the devil. You can't. You can think you can. You can play in the devil's graveyard. graveyard, Playground. You can have some fun over there. You can think you can have some fun. You know everything this world has to offer? I'm not saying it's not fun. It is. But only for that long. The things God has to offer is for eternity. Great joy. Great peace, Brian. You can't put a price tag on peace or joy or or contentment, grace, and love, and mercy. You know what we need, Anton? We need Christians to be full of grace, love, and mercy. You know what we need? We need God's children to be kind. Kindness to everyone. We need God's children to be respectful to everyone. We need God's children to have feathers, I I always say this, so, so thick that no matter what happens, the rain's on you, it's water off a duck's back. Just remember that, water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back. I'm going to preach a message someday, it's always in my mind, but I haven't done it. It's called, just shake it off. Just shake it off. Why? I think it was uh, Pat McCluskey was saying, what was he saying in Sunday school, I think it was? Or he was get over it, just get over it. Right. Well, I, when he was saying, I'm like, the biblical doesn't say get over it. What the biblical says, Apostle Paul went out, got shipwrecked, went up onto a, on land, and it was the tribes people were there, and he started building a fire. He's picking up wood and sticks, and a snake comes out, a venomous cobra snake. And they all went, whoa, he must be of the devil because God's going to kill that man. They all watched, wait, and he, you know what he did? He just shook it off. And went in the fire, nothing happened to him. And we got to learn that when the devil bites you, just shake it off. When you get some poison coming out, coming out of people's mouth, shake it off. That's, I'm not preaching that message yet. Hold on. All right, let's get back. 
Let's get back. Look what it says. Verse 17. Uh, I'm sorry. Verse 18. It says, But the path of the just is as the shining of the light that shines more and more unto that perfect day. You know what? One glad morning when this life is o'er I'll fly away to a home where God, on God's celestial shore I'll fly away. Oh yes. And now I just want to sing it. I'll fly away. Oh glory. One day on that shining day, that perfect day, I'll be resurrected and have a glorified perfect body. I can't wait for that day. It's going to be a perfect day. We were at Coco K. Anyone ever hear that? Right? You did. We were at, they called it perfect day at Coco K. It's a man-made island that, that, uh, um, uh, Royal Caribbean made. They made an island out in the Caribbean in the middle of the of thing. There's some corals around. And, they, and it's their island. Uh, it reminds me of that Irish guy. It's my island. Right? And, and it says, Coco, perfect day. I'm like, yeah, right. I get on there. It was. It was a perfect day. The snorkeling was great. Saw giant fish looking at me. I thought they were going to eat me. I saw stingrays and beautiful yellow fish. It was beautiful. And after all that, then I went, just popped a little over. I came back in, walked around. This is the biggest pool I've ever seen in my life. Size of this whole parking lot. I was swimming in the pool. It was amazing. That pool was awesome. I danced with my little, my little Riley all through the pool because I had all this music playing. And I spun her around. I went around that whole pool. I had the best, best day. Then I hopped out of the pool, went over and got free ice cream. And I got free food. And then we just had the best day ever. The worst part about it is you got to leave at 4.30. That was the only part. But th- we're going to have a real perfect day. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. Look what it says in verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Right, Tony? Keep them in the midst of your heart. Look what it says. Please pay attention to verse 22. For they are your life. Is your life riches? Is your life your home? Is your life your dogs? Is your life your children? Is your life your job? Is your life comfort? Is your life when the Phillies win, the World Series? Is your life when the Eagles, what do you mean amen, that's your life? When the, is your life when the Eagles win the Super Bowl? All that stuff is great, but it'll be gone. That's happy for a day, a week, an hour. I was flying away. Every single thing. If that's not your life. You know what's your life? God tells you. The wisdom and instruction and knowledge and understanding that you get from this book. That it's eternal. It'll change you into like God. Think about it. It'll change you from being whoever you could be the biggest loser in the world. Like me. Cheapest of all sinners. And you can become like God. You tell me what else can do that. Give you great peace and love and joy, strength and honor, integrity. I mean, like the whole armor of God, right, Tony? That devil can come at you and just hold the shield up. Let me keep, look what it says. This is, this is the verse, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it is the issues of your life. You have any issues in your life today? You have any issues? Any issues at all? You, don't want, to, you want to know why you got those issues? Because you're not following what the book says. And you better start listening to that. And you better start, start understanding that God's trying to correct you. He's trying to instruct you. He's trying to let you know you need some correction. You're, you're off course. 
You're not listening to God. You think you got it. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to drink. I'm going to curse. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to hang out with the wrong crowd. And you wonder why your life, you've got issues. Oh, you've got some issues, all right. You're up here. You're nuts. Because you say, I believe in God, but then you don't believe what he says. So what are you? Are we hypocrites or are we just dumb? I think a little bit of both. Amen. Keep your heart with all diligence. We're out of it. Now I got verses and we're out of time, but let's, let's just read two verses. Can we do that? First uh, Kings chapter three, let's go to first Kings chapter three, and then we'll go to first Kings 10 and um, um, we're done. I just, you know, I wanted to read it, so let's do it and we'll go home. First Kings chapter three, then we're going to go first Kings 10. Remember Solomon? He wrote this book, right? He wrote, what did he write? What did Solomon write? Who knows? Three books. What are they? Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. He wrote three books in the Bible. Was Solomon a perfect man? No. Was Solomon a wise man? Yes, very much. Where did he get his wisdom? God gave it to him. Did, God, did Solomon understand everything? No. But he tried to. Are you trying to understand? Are you seeking understanding? That's what he's saying. Do you understand everything? Come on. Are you seeking to? That's the thing. You got, and where, where is understanding? It's in this book. Are you in this book seeking understanding? Are you really searching it out? Didn't he say, ask and it shall be given. Seek. You shall not. It will be the treasures of God. In 1 Kings chapter 3, look in verse 6. It's, are you there? It says, And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David. Now Solomon's talking to God. And Solomon said unto, and Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto my, the servant David, my father, great mercies, according as he has walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. And you have kept him, from, kept uh, for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Solomon was just made king. And Solomon's talking to God. He says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I'm but a little child. Look, it's 1 Kings 3, 7. It says, But I'm a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Solomon knew, You made me king, and I don't know what I'm doing. You made me king, and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I can pretend I know. I can sit there with the royal scepter and sit on the throne and say, all right, people, listen to me, I'm the king. But in all reality, Solomon's talking to God. He's not talking to me and you or his brothers or his sisters or his neighbors. He's talking to God. He knows he can't get away with nothing with God. He says, God, I don't know anything. I'm like a little kid. Look what he says. He says in verse 8, And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. This is what God, because God asked them. You can read it for yourself. God came to them and said, what, what can I do for you, Solomon? Ask anything, I'll give it to you. And Solomon's like, Lord, you made me king. I don't know anything. And he says in verse 6, this is a yes. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this 
thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for, rit- thy, for thyself long life, neither hast asked for riches for yourself, nor asked um, for the life of your enemies, but thou hast asked for thyself understanding. You've asked for understanding. So you can discern what's right and wrong. So you can know why I, you're telling me to do something. That's the promise. God, they hear the voice of God and they say, don't drink, don't smoke. Don't. And you're like, yeah, I heard you, but why? It's not that bad. Why do you want me to not curse? Why do you want me not hang with that crowd? Why do you want me to, to, to dress different, talk different, act? Why, God? I don't understand. That's what you need. You need to understand. Because when you understand, then you'll do it because you know, whoa, now I see why. See, great thing what happened when you got saved. You used to be down here. David said, I'm a worm. You know what David said? David said, I'm a maggot. Are you a worm? Are you a maggot? Some called you a maggot. You a maggot? Yo, you a maggot? Ha ha! Here I am. I'm saying, I am. I'm just saying. Joe Nancy, how you doing? Why? What do you deserve? Maggie, wicked, evil, sinful. What are you going to tell God? Yeah, but I'm pretty good. Here, you pretty good? For real? Riley, you pretty good? Let me talk to the priest going to place. taking you. You know it, but yet you do it anyway. You know what keeps you away from God, not being in this book. Every single person in this church, and I mean tonight, you know, Sunday morning, even if everybody showed up, if everybody showed up, we'd have over 100 people in this room. But you know, every Sunday, there's 20, 30 people missing. But if everybody showed up, every single one of them, I know which ones aren't reading their Bibles. It's obvious 
It's maybe not, they don't think that people know. It's obvious who's not reading their Bible. I mean, you can't fool me. I see it. God sees it. And you're trying to fool yourself. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm getting along. I'm getting all right. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're blinded because the God of this world is telling you, don't get in this book. Because it will elevate you. And you'll see who he really is. And you'll see what he's got in store for you. And you'll see the traps and the snares. And, the, and you're like, whoa, what was I thinking? Let's finish. 1 Kings 10. Verse 23. It says, So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. I had a lot of other verses. The very first time that understanding is in the Bible. It's in the Bible 156 times, by the way. And the very first time, it's in Exodus chapter 31, verse 3, and it says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. The verse I just said was Exodus 31, 3. And in 2 Peter says this, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 10. Peter says, if you do these things, you shall never fall if you do them. You're not going to do them unless you understand them. It's just the way it is. What I always tell you, girls, just let me understand, right? Just, I, 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 all right, I threw a rock through the, wall, through the window, Pop. And I'm like, what'd you do that for? What's wrong with you, Bubba? But I'm like, whoa, 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 you what? I threw a rock through the window. Okay, uh, why? Help me understand. If you tell me why, at least I can get my head around and, and, and I can make it cool. But if I don't understand, you're getting whooped. You're getting beat. You're in trouble. Amen? But if I understand why you did it, we can talk and we can figure it out and we can help each other. But if I don't understand why I'm dressing like I dress, talk like I talk, stop going where I go, don't do the things that I, my flesh wants me to do. I want to do it, but the Father said don't, so I'm not doing it. Why? If I don't understand it, I'm not going to keep God's word. Because I don't really understand. Are you with me? That's why he said, wisdom's the principal thing. But when you get wisdom, with all you're getting, get understanding. Because you know what understanding does? It establishes you. My prayer for this church, we started this church 13 years ago. My prayer, every building we were in, we, fit, we, we packed it. It was small buildings, except this one. We had it packed a few times. And I, just, and I struggle with that. I'm like, why are people leaving all the time? And I know it's all me. I know that, and I'm, I want to be better. But my point is, is this, all my prayer was is for every person that's ever been in our church is that God would establish them. What does that mean? That when hard times comes, you're not, come, you're not falling away from the faith. When, when, when the devil tempts you, you're not falling away. And the problem, what I see for 13 years, is people coming to church on a Wednesday night, giving praises, thank God for my salvation, thank God for this church, thank God for you, pastor, and then a month later they're gone. They didn't have any understanding. Because when you get understanding, you get deeply rooted and grounded in the truth. And Jesus said, you know the truth, the truth will make you free. You're not going nowhere. All right, we're, we're out of time, way out of time. I'm going to ask Brother Joe if you please pray. Close us in prayer, please. Yeah.